G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Satan's number one lie is to conceal himself so that we're tricked into thinking he doesn't exist. And his second greatest lie is to try to convince us that God doesn't exist. If he can get us to believe both of those, it's game over. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and thank you so much for joining me as we take a look today at one of the devil's greatest deceptions from a different perspective. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you dive deeper into God's Word and draw closer to Jesus to become all that He made you to be. Let me ask you something. If you wanted to make sure that people didn't get all of God's blessings in their lives, what would you do? How how would you go about it? I mean, if you wanted to deceive me, convince me that there is no God, that there is no greater being out there who wants the best for me, who loves me so much that that he wants to share eternity with me. What would you say? What would you do? How would you deceive me? How would you go about it? The reason I ask is that there is someone who wants to do just that. His name's Satan, and he's intent on robbing us of God's best. And if he can convince us that there's no God, well, hey, it's game over. He can stop wasting his efforts on us and move on and concentrate on someone else. Consider this statement from Bertrand Russell. The objections to religion of two sorts, intellectual and moral. The intellectual objection is that there is no reason to suppose any religion true. The moral objection is that religious precepts date from a time when men were more cruel than they are and therefore tend to perpetuate inhumanities, which the moral conscience of the age would otherwise outgrow. In other words, there can't possibly be a God because... Look at the violent, terrible people that God has used to reveal himself. But not all of the devil's deceptions about God are intellectual arguments. In fact, 99% of them aren't. Now, if, if the devil can get us focused just on the here and now, looking down at the tasks at hand, then we don't have time to look up at God. I've had a seesawing thing happen in my life when it comes to deciding whether or not there is, in fact, an all-powerful, all-loving God as a child. I went to church with my parents regularly. Most people did back then. But I can honestly say that not once did anything that happened at church or anything that was said at church or any of the songs that we sang at church convince me that there was indeed a God. In fact, the thought never really occurred to me. It was just a ritual that we did. Going to church was something that you did back then. It was meant to make a difference in your life. In fact, as I look around, there was nothing different or inspiring particularly about the people who attended that church. It it was just something you did. You understand? In my mid to late high school years, I encountered Jesus Christ for the first time in a powerful way. Through some friends, through a particularly young mate of mine, Grant, I attended a, a Christian fellowship meeting at lunchtime at school each week. We went on a few camps and it was all good. But when the luxury of those idealistic high school years had finished, when I had to go out and earn a living and find my way in the world, when when I confronted the harsh realities of life outside the covering and the blessing of my parents' home, 
things started to change. And, and what changed is that I, like so many of my peers, hopped onto that treadmill of life. Study, university, finding a career, finding a house, paying a mortgage, worrying about the car, what should I drive, what should people think about me, uh, what sort of house should I live in, on and on and on. And pretty soon, God was irrelevant. Did, did God exist? Well, maybe. And as time went on, that maybe became more and more tenuous. The idea that there might be a God became more and more distant until one day I probably didn't really believe that there was a God. In fact, when I finally cried out to God in a time of pain and distress about all I could manage was something like, God, if you're really out there, then now would be a good time. That's all I had. And fortunately, that's all he needed to hear. Now, I wonder in your day-to-day life, how's it gone for you? For many people, it isn't the grand, apparently logical argument that, that convinces them that there is no God. It's just the busyness of life. It distracts them from ever asking, from ever looking. And and for many people, it's not until they hit a brick wall that they even think about whether there's a God. You've heard that saying, take time to smell the roses. Well, most of us don't. I'm convinced that if more people took time to smell the roses, if we took more time to breathe in the fresh, clean air around us, if we took time to go for a walk through the forest after a heavy rainstorm or to sit on some craggy rock looking out at a dark, angry ocean, if we took more time, God would be a whole bunch more obvious to us. Don't believe me? Listen to what the Apostle Paul said about how God reveals himself. Romans chapter 1, verse 19. For what can be known about God is plain to us, because God's shown it to us ever since the creation of the world. His eternal power and his divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and been seen through the things he's made. So we're without excuse. For though we knew God, we didn't honour him as God or give thanks to him, but we became futile in our thinking and senseless in our minds. We were darkened. In other words, if you take time to look around, I mean, look at the wondrous beauty of the roses you smell it. Look at the birds of the air. Look at the, the wonder of this world, the vastness, the incomprehensible vastness of the cosmos. So big is the universe that for light to travel at 186,000 miles per second from one end of the known universe to the other would take 20 billion years. Look at the wonder of creation and tell me point blank that it was an accident. To to me, it takes a whole bunch more faith to be an atheist than a Christian. To me, it seems incredibly far-fetched to believe that in the beginning there was nothing and nothing happened to nothing and then nothing magically exploded for no reason, creating everything, and then a bunch of everything magically rearranged itself for no reason, which then turned into dinosaurs. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to make light of it, but that about sums it up for me. If the devil can have us believing that there is no one behind creation, if he can have us believing that all there is, is now, that's what Richard Dawkins wants us to believe when he writes, be thankful that you have a life and forsake your vain presumptuous desire for a second one. If the devil can just keep us with our heads down, living out the daily grind, he has won. Slam dunk. That's the lie. It's a lie that permeates much of the thinking in our society. It's a lie that permeates the life of many a man, many a woman, many a child as we eke out our existence on this planet Earth. But stop and think about it. 
Stop and look around. Stop and look up at the millions of stars of the Milky Way on a clear night. Stop and notice the wonder of the intricate design of that rose you smelled and its exquisite perfume. Stop and notice all that God's created. And there's a small voice inside that says there has to be something more. There just has to be. C.S. Lewis, the author of the Narnia series and great theologian, said something along these lines. He said, in the absence of any other evidence, the human thumb is enough to convince me of the existence of God. So great a feat of engineering did he consider the human thumb to be that he couldn't look at it in any other way than as the evidence of the genius of God. The devil wants us to believe there's no God, that there's only a here and now. What a cruel lie that's going to turn out to be for many, many people. So let me ask you this. When was the last time you smelt a rose? When was the last time you took a look at creation? When was the last time you asked yourself, how did all this happen? When was the last time you asked the question, does God really exist? Is he really concerned about my life? Maybe today is the day to stop, to think, to observe, to ask. The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.